60,000 agents have left the industry this year. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that has given so much to me and my family. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Colin. Colin, say hi. Hey, everyone. I'm excited for this. <laughs> What's your words of wisdom for everyone today, Colin? Well, uh, Matt's going to break it down here a little bit, but he's been traveling the globe recently and picking up a lot of knowledge across the board and is bringing it back to home base. And today we're going to be breaking Breaking all that down as a real estate team leader, as a coach, and as someone that just generally cares and wants to give back. In addition to me, me selfishly being a lifelong learner, um, I have been. I was telling Colin in the last thirty days. I think I've been home four days. Um, I've traveled all over, um, and I absolutely love it. So glad to be home, but so glad for all the knowledge that we that we gained. And one of the things we're going to break down today is sixty thousand agents have left the industry this year. We're going to unpack from these events, from the trenches, what are the people that are winning in this marketplace? What are they doing? What are the tactics? What are the strategies? What is the mindset? What are they doing to not only survive in this market, but take this dom this market to thrive and dominate? And so today we're going to break that down. We're going to go in depth and Colin's going to ask me some questions mm -hmm. that I'm sure he's going to have off the cuff for me. Um, but I just want to really go in depth on kind of some of my takeaways from these conferences. Yep. Um, in particular today, probably from RiseCon, mm -hmm. um, just because I don't want to do the disservice of jumbling them all into one. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of them that have common themes, but I want to go in detail from some tactics from some of these leaders that shared from the stage. 100%. And like Matt said, so many agents are leaving the industry. So what are the survivors and thrive? Uh, doing uh, in it. And they're all coming together under one roof for these conferences. Yep. Matt has gone there. He's taken all that information, boiled it down to this gold. So listen up. These are what the top performers are doing to take it uh, to thrive in this industry. Yeah. Not only have I been there as a, um, as a learner, someone there that was to learn from these amazing people, but I also had the opportunity to share the stage mm -hmm. at these events too. Twice. And, um, and contribute and give back. And so um, I hope to share some of that knowledge with you today. I, where I'd like to start is today's real estate market. Let me ask the listeners, does today's real estate market feel hard? Does it feel difficult? Of course it does. But I think if you were to look in the mirror and really ask yourself, is this market hard? Is this market difficult? Or have I just not made the adjustments and changes that I need to make? for this marketplace. Which one of those two are more true? See, what I believe is today's market feels hard because it's been so good for so long. And we have short-term memory, right? We remember what happened most recently. And recently has not been a normal real estate market. Um, I heard it called at one of these conferences. It was a unicorn. Hmm. It was a unicorn. It, we will never see it again. People, unless you experienced it, you won't believe it, right? Because it is not a normal real estate market. Like I hear it from, from agents all over. Like, well, my listing sit on the market for 30 days. What do I do? That's called normal. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Buyers aren't buying this house first day on the market. That's called normal. Right. Buyers are hesitant to maybe not make an investment and buy a house. That's called normal. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think we just have the... We just remember what has happened most recently, and we think this market is harder than it actually is because it was so damn good for so damn long. And we forgot 
what a real estate market actually should be, the work that it should take, the relationships we have to build, the way we have to educate our clients, the way that we have to follow up and build relationships and nurture our prospects and just provide value to the marketplace. And so I just think that's important for a mindset, right? I, I say this all the time. Everything in life starts with mindset. Mm -hmm. So if you're of the mindset that this market is tough, this market is hard, I can't this, I can't that, guess what? You won't. But if you have the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to use this market as the biggest opportunity that I've had in my career, guess what it, will, what it will become? It will become the biggest opportunity that you've had in your career because you realize I have the mindset to take advantage of this opportunity. Those 60,000 agents that got out of the business, they chose not to make the changes necessary for this marketplace. You see, I think some people think about the word, I use the word sacrifice a lot. I think people misuse it. So here's my definition of sacrifice. People think sacrifice is an option. They think, well, I don't want to make a sacrifice. Hmm. And so they choose not to make a sacrifice for the things that they want in life, for their goals, for their dreams, for their hopes, for their desires. They say, I don't want to make the sacrifice required to be successful in this mm -hmm. marketplace. But what they don't realize is that sacrifice is required in life. You either sacrifice for the things you want or the things you want become the sacrifice. Which will you choose? Say that again. That's such a good quote. You either sacrifice for the things that you want in life or the things that you want in life become the sacrifice. You have the power of choice to choose which sacrifice you have, but you can't choose not to sacrifice because by default you are choosing to sacrifice the things you truly want in life. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice is a part of life. Choose which sacrifice you want. Spot on. I'm already getting chills. We're just getting started. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, with that in mind, like, I mean, there, there's so much uh, there, but with this many people all under one roof, I'm curious as we dive into the specifics before we do that, what was the overall feeling that you got when you stepped into these rooms? Yeah. So each room is different. Um, it's a great question. Each room is different. Um, but let's talk about what they have in common. Mm -hmm. Um, because these rooms were, some of them were leaders, some of them were broker owners, some of them were agents. Like I, I, I went through all of these different rooms recently. Right. Um, and what they all have in common is the people that are truly there to learn, to make the most out of the room and, and be there to actually contribute and get valuable information. Those are the people that you see taking notes. Those are the mm -hmm. people that show up early, that stay late, that are there all three days for the last conference I was at was mm -hmm. a three-day conference. Um, and those are the people that I'm confident because I've had conversations with a lot of these people are going to win in this marketplace and already winning, mm -hmm. right? Like I think a lot of people get in their own way. And what I mean by that is they have, they let their ego run their decisions. Mm -hmm. And so, well, Three years ago, I sold X amount of houses, so I don't need to do this anymore. Mm. And yes. they, that, right? And so they get out of the basics and the fundamentals of what is required. And what is com here's a common theme for all of these rooms that I've been in is we have to get back to the basics, back to the fundamentals. Fundamentals win championships. If you're a sports person, defense and fundamentals win championships, right? It's the same thing in real estate. But I think what is crazy is as I process this, everyone in those rooms agrees, few choose to do the work. <laughs> and so what choices are you going to make on a daily basis? You have to do the work. The work is required, period. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people also, when you talk about back to the basics, one of the things I processed is 
getting back to the basics is crucial in this marketplace. You have to make your calls daily. You need to role play. You need to educate yourself. Like all the basics of the the blocking and tackling, so to speak, mm-hmm. of real estate is is important. But instead of saying back to the basics, what I challenge you to do is think, why did you ever leave them? Hmm. Everyone says the basics work. The basics yeah. work. They've always worked. Mm-hmm. Why did we leave what worked? People stop doing what works because it works. We get a little bit of success and we think, well, we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Like here's an analogy I use, and I have a, a great investment guy that has helped help me with some investments and retirement accounts and different things. And I asked him as I was progressing through through my journey of life, I said, um, man, I just feel like I need to do something different. Like um, I, I want to like, let's plan differently this year. Let's let's do a different strategy, a different tactic mm-hmm. for my retirement accounts. And he said, we can absolutely do that. But let me ask you is what we've been doing. Has it been working? I said, yeah, it's been working great. He said, why don't we just do more of that? Mm. And it's just like an aha yeah. of why do we always look for the silver bullet? Why do we always look for this magic pill of success? Mm-hmm. Like if you truly ask the people that are successful and continue to sustain and expand their success, mm-hmm. it is the basics and the fundamentals done over and over and over. And it's the little tiny hinges, those tiny tweaks, those subtleties, those nuances of those basics mm-hmm. that win super big in marketplaces like this. That, that hits perfectly with a question I was going to ask. It's like, why should agents bother going to these conferences? Mm-hmm. If they've already gone to one, maybe three, it's like, they're huh. all basically I kind of it. saying the same thing. What would you say to the, an agent that's like, do I really need to go again? Like, Do you what, want me to give you the politically it? correct answer or the real answer? I want you to give me the real answer. You need to go to these fucking conferences because you don't have it mastered yet. I just came back from a sales mastery type conference. It's it's um it's a script. It's called Sales Power now by one of my good friends, Coach Bill Pipes, and it's the same exact framework, the same exact scripts. I've been to it four times in the past year, myself as a team leader that doesn't actively sell real estate. It's about scripts and dialogues. Guess what scripts and dialogues he just taught on? The same exact ones he did a year ago, but I went back and I learned something new. And I think we overcomplicate this business. It's really the simple stuff done really well. Mm-hmm. And so if you, I think where people do that is because they want to hide from the work. Yes. Because if you go back to something, you have to expand upon, now that I know the script, how can I make it better? Mm-hmm. And it forces you to go back and redo it and redo the work and make improvements and tweaks and adjustments. And I think people just, I'll just be honest, most people are lazy and don't want to do the work, myself included. Mm-hmm. Like I have I, discipline drives me through, right? It's not, I don't rely on motivation. I don't rely, it's discipline. Mm-hmm. It's I'm, I'm tied to my, my mission and my vision of who I want to be, who I want to serve and the people I want to help. Yes. So I have to be the best version of myself. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I'm committed to the mission and I'm disciplined to become better. And I think sometimes if you, if you're getting in your own way and you have that mental block and you are thinking too small and you're scarcity minded and saying, I don't need that training. I already know it. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you can know it better. I promise you, you will take one little thing that if you learn it, you can 95% of the stuff you can have mastered, mm-hmm. but there's just one thing that you take away. It could absolutely transform your business forever. But if you're not looking for it, you will mm-hmm. never find it. I think people have the mindset of like, let's talk, let's not even talk conferences. Let's yeah. talk sales meetings. Yeah. Let's talk team trainings. Let's talk something role on play that in level. The morning, role play day. in yep. the morning. 
people tell themselves and they create this narrative in their head that I don't need to do that. I already have five pending contracts. I don't need to role play. But if you role play, it'll help you get more efficient. It'll help you get more, more contracts and serve people at a higher level. And one of the things that you, nobody can ever take from you, ever, is your skill, is your education, is the work that you've put in and the stuff that you have earned yourself. Yes. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And so I think people, if we had... Let, let me throw something yeah. in because this is so uh, key. If you're doing the work every single day and every day you're getting 1% better, half a percent better, in the in a year, that's 360% improvement. If you're saying, how are these top agents succeeding in this industry? It's because they're 360% better than you are because they put in that work every single yep. day. And people want to jump straight to that 360. It's not possible. It's the everyday steps. Here's what I will tell you. Here's a quote. I love quotes. Average people practice until they get it right. Average people practice until they get it right. Sounds normal. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with that, Matt? Champions, winners, the successful and the elite people in this world practice until they can't get it wrong. That's Mm. the difference. Quit trying to just get it right. Master it to where you can't get it wrong, where it comes second nature. And if you're able to understand things at that level, nobody on this planet can take those skills away from you, and you will win in any marketplace. You will win in any career, anywhere that you go. But most people won't put in the work that it requires because mm-hmm. they get comfortable. And or it could be an and and an or, right? Yep. Both of them apply is that they let their scarcity mindset get in the way of saying, well, if I fail at that, then I got to like tell people I didn't make it. And they're afraid to go to that next level because they're afraid they may fail. Here's a perfect example I heard at the last conference. These amazing real estate agents are doing amazing things. They're running great organ, great they're individual agents that are running big businesses. Mm-hmm. And they shared from the stage. And the first thing out of every single one of their mouth was, "Why well, don't want a big team?" And I'm like, I'm processing it. And I'm talking to these people, and I try not to judge, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, per- I saw your reaction, yeah, right. And they said it like kind of sassy, like, "Well, I, whoa, 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 that's good for you guys, but I don't want a big team." Yeah, I'm like, okay, why not, mm-hmm. right? Like. Why is having a big team a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And like, if you want to be a single agent, I'm not going to say that's, hey, that's a bad thing. Good for you. No, but what, why? Yeah. yeah. And so I had conversations after um, with these, these individuals. And what I realized is some people, whether they realize it or not, and I hope I helped a couple people understand this, is that they are afraid to think bigger mm. because they have overcame a lot to get to where they are and they're comfortable where they are. And they think taking the next step, that's hard. It requires, I have to start over again. Mm -hmm. I have to trust other people. I have to develop another skill set. And I have to become a better leader. And leadership is tough. And what if I try it and it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Right? And they they let their scarcity mindset get in the way of what their potential could be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had a great conversation with a lady that was at this event. Um, An amazing, amazing conversation. real estate agent, an amazing lady. She shared some great information from the stage. I was talking to her after, um, after day two of the event, we had a little VIP mastermind for some of the, um, some of the top, top producers there. And, um, we were talking and I said, well, what do you want out of real estate? Like what's yeah. next for you? Mm-hmm. Because she's sells as much real estate as she wants and different things like that. She's like, I just want to be able to spend more time with my kids. Hmm. I said, tell me more about that. Yeah. And the conversation went on for 30 minutes 
Um, but she's like, I just don't feel like I'm ever able to be present with my family. And I said, why do you think that is? This was one of the, keep in mind, this is one of the women that said, I don't want a big team. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know you said you don't want a big team, but why is it that you, you're, what I'm hearing you say is that you want to spend more time with your family. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that family comes first. Mm-hmm. And so if you're suffering in your family, like, what do you think the answer to that is? And she's like, well, I just need to get my time back. I said, okay, and how would you do that? Like, I'm doing self-discovery yeah, with yeah. her in real time. And she's like, I guess I just need to replace myself. And I said, okay, so what what would that look like, right? <laughs> We're going through this process, yeah. and then... Um, <laughs> And it's, it's crazy how it worked because afterwards she's like, she was more receptive to having a team. Even yeah. though three hours ago on stage, her first reaction was, I don't want a team. I never want one. Yeah. And so, but I explained to her the benefits of this is the pathway to get what you actually want. Right. Right. And so she didn't say or commit to starting a team, but I'd be willing to bet. I said it in the car ride back. I told the story to the people that went with me to the event. Yeah. I said, mark my words. And I said her name. I said, within a year from now, she will have a real estate team. Mm-hmm. Just because she sees the light now and the opportunity mm-hmm. and the potential. And she's, I talked to her enough to know that she has the will. She wants to keep growing. Right. Yeah. And so, anyway, the point is don't let your mindset get in the way of your potential mm-hmm. and don't let your scarce mindset keep you from doing something that you truly want for yourself, for your family. You don't have to do it for other people. I think a lot of people maybe there's a false perception of big teams or there's a false perception of people that go to events or there's a false perception of these people that put up their defense mechanisms of certain Mm -hmm. things. And I think they allow that to get in the way of them chasing what they want for themselves. And so what I help this lady go through is you're not starting a team for other people. You're not starting it for accolades. You're starting it because you want more time with your family. You have Mm -hmm. three little kids at home that you want to spend more time with. You don't want to be talking to her by her seller while you're reading them a bedtime story. Yeah. Like, like you don't want to have to do that. You know how you do that? You create leverage for yourself. Mm-hmm. You like, that's, that's how that is done. And so, um, anyway, um, that I thought that was a great story for people that maybe are struggling with mindset of whatever it is. You can use that story for anything right. that is, if I were to ask you a question about growing a business or selling more real estate, or why haven't you been at training or why didn't you go to the event and your mm-hmm. reaction is anything that is a scarce minded reaction. I think that story could help people. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard a quote and it said, the thing you want most is in the work you're avoiding. Yeah. Which I was like, ooh, that's interesting that it's like, I would never want a team or I would never want to do this. It's like, well, but if you did that, would that give you actually what you need, yes. what you want? Don't do it for others. Do mm-hmm. it for yourself. No. And you started with uh, her why there too. Yes. It wasn't like you saying, well, you should start a team because X, Y, Z. It's like you started, what is your why? Yep. Well, this is most important. Okay. There are many things that could get you there what's, you know, what are some of those options? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, that reminds me of a quote. And I think I posted this yesterday. I hope I don't mess it up, but most people struggle with, um, like issues that they have in their life, mm-hmm. issues they have in their relationship. It, this is, goes for life, not just business. Right. And so what the quote was is you don't have an issue. You need to make a decision mm-hmm. and decisions are required. So how many people have something they know they need to do right now? Yeah that they're afraid to make the decision on. That's why you're stressing. That's mm-hmm. why you're overwhelmed. You need to make a decision, decide. Yep. I've told my squirrel analogy story on the podcast before, but don't be a squirrel. Don't be someone that is afraid to make a decision. You ever, like, we're in the Midwest, so if you don't know what a squirrel is, um, <laughs> my lovely German friend on the team, Melanie, calls them tree rats. Tree rats, yeah. So that's what they look like. Um, but uh, there's, so 
any roadkill that you maybe have. We're in Midwest small towns, so we have a lot of it, right? But what happens is if you've seen, I've seen it, right? A squirrel starts to cross the road and sees a car coming and is like, oh no, do I go right or do I go left? Mm -hmm. And doesn't make a decision. And then next thing you know, it's roadkill. Yep. Run across the road, make a decision. And if you're like, oh shit, this isn't the right side of the road. Guess what? You can always run back, Mm -hmm. but make a decision. Don't get ran over. Right. Don't be a squirrel. And so, um, yeah, make a decision. I think that solves a lot of people's issues and mindsets too, is that people are afraid to make decisions. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be wrong. It's just okay to be undecisive. It's not okay to be undecisive. Yes. There's a difference. Well, and as we've said before, uh, not making a choice is making a choice. Right. And that choice is in the squirrel's case, uh, death. Um, Uh I want to talk about some, I want to go, um, into, Let's go real estate tactical market, right? Yep. And so one of the things that um, is a common theme of these is I've said this on the show before. I've said it to the team. I predicted that this is coming and I'm seeing it now in all of these rooms that it's everyone else is in alignment and agreement. is that there is pent up demand in our marketplace. Mm-hmm. It is at a standstill. There's like a barrier, a fence around buyers and sellers that will transact they're just waiting for something mm-hmm. and it's getting, it's pinting up more and more and more and more. And so I call it shadow demand. And so I think that one of the process, the things that I process at this event, and I'm going to ask the viewers to go through this exercise with me is if you knew that COVID was going to happen in six months and that the pandemic was going to create the real estate market that it created, if you had a crystal ball and you knew that was going to happen and you had six months to prepare for that real estate market that was going to happen, what actions would you take? What would you do? What would you start doing today? Because my prediction is pandemic 2.0 is coming. Now, I hope COVID is not what causes it, (laughs) but I'm talking about real estate market specific. Mm -hmm. I believe a very similar marketplace of all the shadow demand when something happens, which in this case, that something is interest rates. When the interest rates do drop and they drop significantly enough to remove that barrier for buyers and for sellers, we are going to have a frenzy and there are going to be so many agents that are age, like agents right now that I talked to that said, man, I wish I would have worked harder during the pandemic. Yeah. I wish I would have taken advantage of what was there. Mm-hmm. And I don't make the same mistake twice. And I hope you don't either. If you're listening to this, get prepared. Pandemic 2.0 is coming. What actions do you need to take today to get ready for it for six months, eight months from now? Because those relationships you build, the actions you build, the database you build, the, re- the level of follow-up and, and value you provide in the marketplace, don't wait until it's too late. Start mm-hmm. today. As a matter of fact, don't start today. Run today. <laughs> Make it happen like your life depends on it. And I promise you, when this opens up, you will have everything that you ever want in this mm-hmm. business. Like it's, it's so simple. It just requires a lot of work and it requires a very key phrase that so many people don't like in this. We live in an instant gratification world, right? Mm-hmm. I believe delayed gratification is a superpower. Mm-hmm. If you can do the work today and not expect the result, fall in love. You've, we've heard this quote before, fall in love with the process, forget the result. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we internalize what that really means. Can I do what I know I need to do day in and day out for the next six months of my life mm-hmm. and not look up and expect anything in return? If you can do that, you can have anything you want in this mm-hmm. real estate market. I promise you. But too many people give up too soon. They want that. They want the. Um, they want that prize, right? They want right. that that rush of adrenaline. But fall in love with the process that it requires. And when that happens, you will have so many people that are just ready to work with you mm-hmm. that you'll be like you'll be overwhelmed with business. 
hundred percent. You've used the analogy before on, on saying, if I was to say, if you do these things, I will pay you yeah. $200,000 yep. or something like that, that you're like, I will pay you $200,000 one year from today. And all you need to do is this, this, and this. Yep. And uh, we broke that down in our last uh, episode. But um, if, if you knew that was for certain, would you do those things? And it's like, everyone would be like, yeah, of course. And it's like, well, yeah, that that's the solution there is do those things every single day and you'll get that result. Problem is there's discipline that's required. There's consistency. A lot of discipline. And I think it's a mindset. Um, it's my show. I can say it's a mind fuck, right? And what I mean by that is that there's so many people that want, we are conditioned in today's society that we want to have the 30 minute abs. We want that instant gratification. We want to make a social media post and instantly get that dopamine hit of, Oh, look, someone liked it. Yeah. Right. Like we just, there's so many things that condition us for that in today's society, which I get it's nobody's fault, Mm -hmm. but if you're, if you're aware of it and you're able to overcome that, especially in a real estate market like this, you can have anything that you want in this business. Mm -hmm. Like you will be able to pick who you want to work with when you want to work with them. Like I, my real life example is when I first got into the business, I was a, a single agent and I was, I worked every damn day, like daylight to dark. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. My back was against the wall. I worked my ass off. And I, the reason I started a real estate team, I've talked about this briefly, but the reason I started a real estate team in my small town, when a teams didn't exist, everybody thought I was crazy, was because I needed leverage. And I had an aha one day. Someone called me and asked me for my help. They'd heard from a friend. They said, hey, can you can you go show me this house? Yeah. I said, absolutely, I'd love to. And I pulled up my calendar. I said, well, I've got three weeks from today on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Will that work for you? And they're like, no, I want to see it tonight. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm booked. Like That's how far out I was booked in advance with appointments. <laughs> Because I did the work every damn day yeah. while everyone else in my market, every market's different, but in my marketplace, everyone said, man, you just missed it. If you would have been here two years ago, like we just got to pick which buyer we want to work with, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but guess what? They stopped doing the work because it was easy. Yeah. If you are the agent that was like me back then and do the work, you know, is required while everyone else is like getting out of the business yep. is doing half-ass job, whatever they're doing, right? They're going in, I call it real estate hibernation. Yeah. And while they're doing that, if you put in the work and don't pull your head up yet, just keep working, keep grinding, do what you know you need to do day in and day out. You will be able to have, imagine what your business would look like if you had a three weeks out calendar and all of it was appointments with qualified buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. That's where I live. That really happened in my business. And I've kept that concept up and look what we've created. Right. Right. This isn't the, oh, look at me. I'm wonderful. Mm-hmm. This is a, I've done it. I've proven. I know it works. Yep. The in only, a difficult market that's too. Right. The only, the only missing ingredient is the hard work that you put in or don't. Yeah. Spot on as far as the, the, the winners, I guess, in this new, uh, or not new market, but this new season to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, there's a couple other things on that I want to I want to highlight. Is another common theme is relationships. We've mm-hmm. talked about this in our team, right? Our theme for the quarter yep. is relationships, depth of relationships with each other, with our vendors, with our clients, with our community. How can we build deeper, more quality relationships? Mm-hmm. 
And I think what I've observed from these events and what I've experienced is the relationships I've developed from people that go to these conferences and other team leaders throughout the country have served me so well. Mm -hmm. Like I have them, I can call them and say, hey, what should I do here? And they will help me because I've helped them, right? Or vice versa. And I just think that we get lost sometimes and we mishear the message. So as an example, if you're an agent on a team or if you you have a coach or you follow what I practice or what I preach is that you have to do activity of phone calls each and every day. Mm-hmm. But when you get behind on the phone calls, all you're focused on is the phone calls. But what is the purpose of the phone call? To build a relationship with a human being, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, don't lose sight of what why you're doing what you're doing. And we get, we get focused on the wrong things. We shoot at the wrong target. Mm-hmm. And I think that depth of relationships is super crucial in our business, period, but especially in this market mm-hmm. because – how many salespeople take the time to build a relationship with someone that isn't going to buy for the next six to 12 months? Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, I'll, just, I'll go on to the next person right. who, who's, who's ready to buy this month today. But, but what if, what if, imagine if every single person you talk to that says, you know what, I am interested in the real estate market, just not right now, and whatever version of that they give yep. you, what if you help that person build a plan for mm-hmm. when you are ready, what does that look like? What is it you're waiting for specifically? Interest rates to drop? Okay, to what? Yep. And when they drop to to this point, what do you want to do? Yep. And you help them build that plan and you provide value and you nurture the relationship and you know when this happens, they're ready to tra- yep. transact and you help them get there. What would your business look like? Well, you talked about the frenzy that is coming. If you're providing that value now, the minute things shift, who are they going to call first? The person who it just happened nope. to be it? Let me interrupt you. Yeah. Don't wait on them to call you, Colin. <laughs> True. If a if a prospect, if a lead, if a client, if a buyer, if a seller calls you, the first reaction should be, shit, what did I do wrong? Because you have to be a proactive communicator, especially yes. in today's marketplace. You need to fill all those gaps and over-communicate ahead of time so they don't have to call you and ask you anything because you've already given them all the information they would ever need. Be a proactive communicator. Don't be passive. That's not going to cut it in today's market. No, I'm glad that you called me out on that wording. Who are they going to work with? Are yes. they going to work with an agent who just happened to show up or the one who's been giving them value every week? The one who's called the them every single week, week, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, exactly. and they know it's coming again. And yep. there's value in that conversation. Here's what's coming up. Here are your options. Yep. Here's what we can do. Yeah, now's the time. Well, one to of the questions that. that was asked in, a, in a, a room that I was in, I don't remember which one, is like that a similar analogy. And they, he asked around the room, Raise your hand if you've bought something from a salesperson that the reason you bought it was because their follow-up was really good. And everyone in the round, room will look around like, yeah, I yeah. have. Be that salesperson. Yeah. Instead of relying on that last-minute lead that's ready to go buy a house today or, oh, my God, home prices went through the roof. I'm going to sell my house today. Build relationships with people and be that go-to mm-hmm. for the next follow-up. You're moving the conversation forward, and they want to work with you. 100%. We're seeing wins in our victory chat all the time. Uh, was it Jeanette the other day? She yep. said worked with someone for a year and a half. Finally ready, and they made it, they closed it. And it's that kind of built-up or that kind of relationships over time that then you eventually have so many leads that you don't know what to do with. Yes. Because you built so many relationships. And you build a sustainable, predictable business in real estate. Yes. It's not, will I, uh, will I close something this month so I can pay the bills this month? I know what the next 90 days look like. Exactly. hundred percent. I know we're getting to the top of the hour here before we uh, close things out. You wanted to talk about the four P's. Yes. Um, the four P's. So the four P's, was something that was shared from John Cheplak at one of these events. 
and he's in it. I think I love how he tied it together because it helps people remember. Right. And so what are, and his exact message was he's in the trenches talking to the top team leaders, the top performers throughout the country on a weekly basis. And one of the things he shared was, here's what I found all four of them, all of them have in common. It's four things. Number one, principles. Their principles guide their decisions. Their principles guide their standards in their business. They are principles-based organizations, principles-based leaders, principles-based agents. Meaning, are my activities in alignment with my principles and values? Hmm. First and foremost. Second, profit. Yep, you have to make profit. We are in a for-profit business. You have to remain profitable. Too many... um, agents look at the wrong thing and they think, well, I need a higher split. Is the split really the problem or is it how much you actually net at the end of the year that it's the problem? Hmm. And so I think it's important if you're an agent or if you're a team leader, I think if you remain, you make principle-based decisions, you have to realize part of your principles should be running a sustainable business to protect the integrity of the business for everyone in the business. Yes. And that means you have to have a word that's uncomfortable for a lot of people to say is profit because you have to be profitable to be sustainable. If you don't have a, if you don't have a sustainable business, you are doing a disservice to everyone in your organization that trusts you, their families trust you to provide for them. Mm-hmm. You have to be profitable. Um, a third is process. Are you obsessed with the process? Not the result, the process. Obsessed with the process day in and day out. And are you nailing the process to where you do it over and over and over again. Um, what he calls it is like chewing rocks, right? Just do the same thing over and over again because you know it works. It's not fun. It's not sexy, but follow the process. If you don't have a process, create one. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, and I think this is probably one of the most important, is people. Hmm. Yes. Are you in alignment with the right people? Are you around the right people? Do you have the right coaching? Do you have the right leadership? Do you have the right culture and environment of people that are around the same mission? People that have the same principles. People that have that are willing to follow the process and do the hard work necessary so that they can all win. See, I believe a rising tide rises all ships. Mm-hmm. We've all heard this proximity is power. Yep. You are who you hang around. But I don't think we take that to heart seriously enough. And so I say this all the time too, is success isn't always about addition. We always think, what do I need to do more of? Mm -hmm. I think truly elite successful people think more about what do I need to get rid of? Sometimes it's about doing less and not more, but doing more of the things that you know you need to do and less of the things that don't serve you. And so I think if you think of that in that perspective with the people you surround yourself with, Yes, you want to add great people to your circle, but you also need to audit who are you spending your time with. Are you spending your time with the whiners and the complainers and the people that have a problem for every solution? The people that think they have the mindset of, well, I just need to survive in this marketplace. Or you hang around the people that are like, you know what, what's it going to take to dominate? I'm going to, today's my time. This market was made for me. I was made for this market. Let's go dominate. Who are you hanging out with? Mm -hmm. Who are the people that are in your corner? Yes. We, we've talked about those stats even before. It's like statistically proven that you will improve if you hang around people who are better than you or uh, Yeah, or do you remember reaching, those ratios? I think it was 30% that it's like, if you do nothing but simply sit next to them, your business will improve by 30%. And, or no, wait, no, I remember. It's 15% you improve. But if it's yes. a low performer, you will go down 
30%. So it's yep. double if you're hanging around people who are toxic. That, yes. I'm glad you remember because I remember too. I yes, testing. go for it. So um, the stat is here is the impact in a workplace environment that the people around you have. If you surround yourself by high performers, people that are doing more than you, by default, your performance goes up 15%. Yes. The same activities, the same everything, the only difference is you are around people that are doing better than you, mm -hmm. people that are performing at a higher level than you. You increase your performance by 15%. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, if you want to be the best performer in your circle, here's what that does. The people around you are lower performers than you. It decreases your productivity by 30%. So the choice is yours. Like there's a huge delta there. The people you surround yourself with, the people you're in alignment with, the culture, the environment, the leadership, the team members is so crucial yeah. to your success. Well, you think about the kind of conversations those two different groups would have. It's like, hey, did you get your dials in? Or hey, you want to uh, go knock out some calls or um, jump on this? Let's do some role play. That's going to be those the higher performers versus the opposite. It's like, hey, you want to go grab coffee right now or like chatting around the, the yeah, water cooler? Let's do cooler. something to find an excuse it, to not do the work. Exactly. To look like we're busy, to feel like versus we're busy. Versus the person that says, Colin, you said that you wanted to do A, B, and C. I don't see you making your calls, man. Yeah. You're like, oh, shoot. Yes. I'll, I'll get right on yeah. that. Like, And because they're wanting you to help you hit your goals. That's right. Um, last thing. Let's wrap it up with this. I'm running out of time. Yep. Common theme is top producers, top performers get excited when things get tough. The tougher things are, the more excited, the more pumped they are. Have you noticed that with me at all, Colin? <laughs> I've noticed in, in a very healthy way, you said constantly over and over, I'm excited about this new market. This market over and over. Well, I, I live my life on, on a couple of quotes. And one of them is, life doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. Mm-hmm. Everything that's it's going to happen is supposed to happen, and it's made to happen to make me better. All my tough times have made me better, mm -hmm. and I want to be better. So bring on the tough times, Yep. right? And so, and again, let's put tough back into perspective. Let's circle back to the beginning. Is yeah. it really tough, or are we just preconditioned because it was so damn good for so damn long? Yes. So top producers get excited when things get tough. Here's why. We know that 97% of the people that when it gets tough won't show up. Mm -hmm. 60,000 agents. Nah, this is too hard for me now. Yes. And I'd be willing to bet that that number will continue to increase and increase. I saw a stat. I don't, I haven't verified this, yep. but I saw a stat recently that said it was a hundred thousand. Wow. Either that was the prediction or that's what it already is. So yep. like it's 60,000 is a lot, but there's more. Mm -hmm. Right. And that doesn't count the people that are just maybe their dues haven't been paid yet and they haven't sold a real estate, right? right? The number of people that don't sell a house just because they're licensed is insane as well. Right. But anyway, top producers get excited when things get tough. Most people won't show up when it's tough. Mm -hmm. What if you were the person that runs your best race even when no one shows up? What if you were the type of person that runs your best race even when there's no competition? Mm -hmm. Go out and run your race and you will dominate this marketplace. I think that's a mic drop moment. I think we can end it right there. All right. Matt, thanks for like sharing, t going to these conferences, grabbing all that gold, bringing it back and distilling it into a conversation like this. Um, again, this podcast is completely free because you care about the industry. Yeah, so 100%. thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for co-hosting Colin. It's always. always, always a pleasure guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from this episode, share this with a friend, share this movement with a friend. Let's grow this community. Let's give back and let's, be committed to be in the community, 
being the people that the people that we surround ourselves with, let's surround ourselves in this community with like-minded people. Don't forget we have a private group. Invite them to that. Invite them to um, our, this podcast and just share this movement with people so we can continue to grow, continue to level up our industry and our business. And um, I appreciate your support. Thank you guys so much. This is continuing to grow very, very quickly. I'm very humble um, and excited to see where this thing goes so we can continue to level up our industry. So we'll catch you next time. 